What's up, tribe? It's Samuel here. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing much better now. Um, thanks to everyone who messaged to ensure I was I was feeling a lot better. I'm just recovering from like a three week um, illness, but I'm getting much, much, much better. Thank you very much to all who messaged, who prayed, who checked in. I'm all good. Um, as many people know, I was in Ghana at the start of the year and um, it was amazing. We had a concert. I met loads of people, um, got to meet some incredible artists and creatives. But one of them, one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things from that whole trip was I got to sit down with this incredible podcast called The Dive Podcast. And we spoke about purpose. And honestly, it was such a good conversation. I had to be like, yo, I need the tribe to hear this because it's it's just laced with so much gold. The questions are amazing. And I got to just be open and honest about how God has shown me what purpose looks like in my life right now. The podcast you're, episode you're about to listen to right now is an extract from The Dive Podcast. They're on Spotify, they're on Apple Podcast, they're everywhere. And you should definitely check out the Dad Podcast. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. Um, I'm going to link them in the bio of this episode. And also the full visual episode will be out on YouTube very, very soon. So please watch out for that. And so with nothing left to say, here is the episode that I'm telling you about finding purpose with my good friends at the Dive Podcast in Accra. Happy listening, fam. Peace. Welcome to the Dive Podcast. Today we have with us called <laughs> Out Music. <laughs> I'm Tiffany and I'll be talking with Samuel today. Thank you. Thank you, you can talk to the audience just a little if you want. Yeah, to. sure. Hey people, what's going on? Uh, it's called Out Music, uh, Samuel, wherever. Call me whichever one you're feeling. Um, it's great to be on this pod. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I'm enjoying Ghana so far. Thank I am you. so far. Oh, I said so far. <laughs> so now I'm kidding. Of course, it's, it's been beautiful, and the people are beautiful, and uh, yeah, we're looking ahead to a great time. Okay, so we'll just jump straight in. Cool. Let's go. Okay, so our first question we'd like to know is if you've always known mm. that you want to pursue music, mm-hmm. and why didn't you pursue it earlier? I know you started in 2016. Yes. So what made you decide that music is something you want to do? Um, so I, I've always been a musician, uh, but I, when I was little, I wanted to be a pastor. So that, that's the thing I wanted to do. Um, but when I was seven years old, I discovered music and I discovered I could play. And step by step, day by day, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> I just realized that I was really good. You know, I was gifted at it. And from the natural gift, I decided to work to perfect it or like to you know increase my knowledge because I think some people know they're gifted but they don't do anything to actually get better um so I started to do that I came to the UK I went to the UK sorry and um I just realized that could be a real thing you know like ministry music ministry is something that's really close to my heart because I love the way God uses music something that he created for himself we can use that to bring glory to God so I just wanted to play my part in my, you know, like we have a great commission. I wanted to play my role in the great commission and say, I'm going to use music to bring people to Christ. That's why I decided to go to music. And I always say it's music ministry because it's still ministry. Mm-hmm. It's just music. So for me, the part that excites me the most is ministry is the end goal. So 
this is ministry. You know, um, talking to people on the street is ministry. Showing love to your neighbor is ministry. Um, but um, I guess we all have different roles. There's media ministry, there's prayer ministry, but mine is primarily music. But however way God wants to use me, I'm open. I'm open, 100%. Okay, thank you. So you mentioned how it's a ministry for mm. you, right? So mm-hmm. You always knew you wanted to pursue music. Yeah. But was there that defining moment where you were like, this is something I'm going to do long term, like I'm sticking with it? Did you have that moment? Uh, I, I don't even know if this is like long term. Like it's okay. it's where I am now. It's where I've been for the last seven years. Um, I'm always very open to going where God wants me to go. So I've even noticed there's been a change in my ministry over the last two years it's not as um i'm not going as like hard as i probably used to mm-hmm. um because it's becoming more people orientated now so i find that my passion has shifted from just music ministry to i guess you can call it care or like intercession more uh, which is really interesting to to see the change so long term i don't know how long the music ministry part will last but i know i definitely want to be in ministry all my life because yeah if you're if you're a christian you're in the ministry of bringing people and reconciling people to god so i know that's long term i don't know if music and like performing and releasing songs is long term but i guess i am where i want to be now i'm where god wants me to be and that's all i need to know okay Mm. why you chose the name called out Mm -hmm. like why you named it called out music to be honest, I just thought Samuel Wachiku or Samuel Chigos and Wachiku is too much for people to pronounce, um, to be honest. Um, but no, really, it's more because I wanted an identity. I wanted something that people would hear and ask questions. What does that mean? Why that name? Like, you're asking me yeah. uh, very kindly now. It's a, it's a name that I feel invokes a lot of questions and thoughts, which is a great thing because I wanted to always stand out. I wanted to stick out. And at the time I was making music that not a lot of people were making. So cold out music is an identity. We are all called out for something greater than ourselves. And the the sooner we accept that there's no life outside Jesus Christ, the better. So that's what cold out really is about. And I guess encouraging people to wake up to the idea that Jesus is real. Jesus loves you and he has a plan for your life. And uh, yes, accepting him is the way forward. Okay. This is not a question though. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. from what you said. Yeah. Um, and linking the two statements you just made, how you feel like you've transitioned in your ministry. Your, your ministry. Yeah. I feel like that can be seen in your songs. Mm. Yeah. Because I listened to a song, like I mentioned, I've been listening to you since, right? That's so, very kind. By the way, you're you're like the perfect person to do this interview. Oh, like, you know, we, we did <laughs> knowledge database. That's what we need. That's what we yeah, need. So, yeah, so yeah. and one of your popular songs that came out back then was my prayer. Yes, right? yes. And listening to that song, at the point I was like, that was when I was finding God 2018. Oh wow! wow. So it's like in that position, it's like. Yeah, getting like awed by God, like you know my thoughts, you know mm. my heart. Like mm. it's like I've really found someone who sees me as me, right? Facts, facts, and facts. then taking years later, mm. like now, like recently, you released um, your new EP and you released um, "Loved by You," right? Mm. And like that shows the transition because I do, f- I feel like I've moved mm. from my prayer to "Loved yes, by You" because yes, yes, I'm yes. understanding the love of God for mm. me, right? So I feel like your journey can be seen through your music. That's very deep. Very deep, very deep. No, that is very true. And I I totally agree with you. I think even 
as a Christian, your understanding of Jesus or your understanding of God is meant to be progressive. Mm-hmm. So you know how sometimes you, if you meet someone who's been a IT consultant for 50 years, you can go to them and be like, hey, what do you know about IT consulting? Or mm-hmm. what do you know about computer science? It would be very strange if they told you, I know nothing. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. So you'd be like, what have you been doing for the last 50 years? Because you're meant to be, you've meant to, you're meant to know this thing better than you did. So that's why I find it odd. Sometimes I meet people, how long have you been a Christian for? 10 years. Oh, tell me about Jesus. Oh, I can't really tell you. So what have you been doing for the last 10 years? It's not like judging people, but it's saying your understanding of God is meant to go from like grace to grace, glory to glory, step by step, so that you can get to a position. Then you can now start encouraging brethren, encouraging believers. So it's meant to be a cycle. So for me, the cold out music that released my prayer is not the same guy that released Love By You because Love By You, like you said, there's a certain understanding of the depth of God's love through experience and knowledge. Um, because I think it's both. You have you can know about God, but you have to experience him mm-hmm. for it to be like like solidified in your in your mind and in your heart. So I think that's a great point you just made about, you know, the understanding is definitely progressive and I pray it continues to be progressive and to everyone listening as well, like it should be a challenge for you to say the view I have of God now should not be the same in a year's time. It should not be the same in a week's time Mm -hmm. because you have to really, you know, study to show yourself approved. That's what the word says. Like you really have to know God and experience God. And I'll say, if you feel like you haven't experienced God or you, you haven't grown, Definitely do something about it and don't say stagnant. There's nothing worse than a stagnant Christian man. So, Thank you for that. You're someone that is like, if we watch you, we can tell you're creatively expressive, right? Mm. How you're able to navigate with all the expectations that, you know, a Christian community might put on you as a gospel musician. Mm -hmm. How are you able to creatively express yourself? That's a very good question. I think one of the, to be honest... How, can I be honest? Very honest. Uh, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> be honest. If, if they say, "Oh, when you went to Ghana, you said this." <laughs> okay, all right. So basically, I I have a bit of a thing. People expect every Christian artist to show a level of spirituality that sometimes is fictitious, mm-hmm. and that's my issue. I believe that God works through people in many amazing ways. And the way that God works and reveals himself to me might not be how he reveals himself to other people. So when you say the level of creativity, I feel like me being as creative as I can, putting chords in my music, putting, using Afro beats or using Afro pop or using jazz tomorrow, that is my expression of a God that can't be fully expressed. We can't fully understand him and he created creativity. Mm-hmm. So I feel me as this is me or please yeah. <laughs> I beg as called out music I feel like I'll be doing myself a disservice if I don't make use of all the creativ- creativity that God has laid mm-hmm. to me that's just me so sometimes I find when I first started people were saying oh what kind of genre is this because Afro gospel was, was like a a relatively new thing so I had a lot of people saying what are you doing just do worship music that's, that's holy Afro gospel is not holy and not realizing that everything has been created by God for his glory. Mm-hmm. So that means Afrobeats was created for God's glory. It's just been distorted. So me using Afrobeats to glorify God is taking back what was intended to glorify him. So when I hear people on Twitter saying, oh, Christian rap is not a thing. I'm like, well, rap music, whether you like it or not, if God is sovereign, then everything was made to glorify him. So when I hear people using rap to glorify God, I'm going, yes, take back what the enemy has distorted. 
That's what I think. So everybody's saying, oh, if Christian music has to be worship, it has to be, you know, when it has pads at the start, that's mm-hmm. the one that, that's deep. I'm like, your view of God is just one dimensional because you can't say God is sovereign and God owns creativity and only want to see him in this line. If it's not this line, it's not God. It's like your view of God is quite limited and I would encourage you to embrace it. And if you don't want to embrace it, don't listen to it. That's what I would say. That's, that's, that's so, a whole so, different... So mm. Yeah, I'm taking it back. <laughs> no, <yes. laughs> so I, I felt like I needed to get that off my chest. I felt like I was holding that for... So thanks for allowing me to release that. that so, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Would you say pursuing purpose is always profitable? Yes, but not in the way that we think. Mm-hmm. Our idea of what it's profitable, it might not always look like that, but ultimately it always will be. Um, I don't think you lose out when you go after purpose, you know, because sometimes profitable is for some people is financial, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's status. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. But pursuing purpose always brings you to where God wants you to be and always aligns you to his will. And you can never lose out when you're in the will of God, you know? Um, it's just that sometimes it may look different, but you have to be prepared to know that it looking different doesn't mean you're wrong. Mm. You know, sometimes when, you know, artists, for example, say, hey, I feel like my purpose is to, you know, bring glory to God through music or through accounting and they start and it's hard. I'm like, yes, it's not always going to be easy, but God never promised us ease. He says he will be with us through every situation. So it is profitable for me, if it draws me closer to Jesus, that's the profit. Yeah. What has been your biggest challenge in pursuing this purpose of yours? Mm. Like, was there ever a moment that you were just ready to give it all up? You were like, I'm just going to go back to maybe the job you were doing mm. before. Like, mm-hmm. how has that journey been for you? It's again, not been easy. There's been moments of extreme lack. There's been moments of extreme doubt. You know, like self doubt is like a thing, you know, they call it, um, impo- is it imposter, imposter syndrome? syndrome? Yeah. yeah. It's it's real. It doesn't stop. I, there's no state. I thought, oh, this imposter syndrome that I'm going through now in five years, it will go. It's just worse mm. because you feel like at every step you should have got over certain things. But relying on the Holy Spirit has really helped me. And I guess having that reassurance that God has called you to something, that's what helps. If you know that God has called you, let that be your anchor. If you want to write it down so you can look at it when you wake up in the morning, Always remind yourself of the promise that God gave to you. God called you. He didn't call like, you know, his call was individual. There's a there's a general call for every believer, which is go and make disciples and go and make, you know, be fishes of men. That's the general call, you know, tell people about Jesus. But then there's individual calls in that call mm-hmm. for where you can play your part in the general call. So when God has called you to do that, be be confident of that and um, embrace the challenges because for me it's been very tough there's been loads of times when I've just called my manager and said man I'm 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 done this is this is it I'll just go back to glorifying God in my accounting job but I think what keeps me again is the reassurance that God who brought me here is faithful to complete this work and to take me on and take me through but that's saying it now because in the, in the time that is happening I'm 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 in my bed I'm crying I'm saying I'm done I'm I give up you know so I just think um a lot of us as believers who know that we have been called, we have a duty to protect our mind and protect our heart because the enemy will do everything to make 
each of us start doubting that God has called us and then we become ineffective. So yeah, challenges every day, man. Challenges every day, but by God's grace, we, we overcome, you know? Okay. Mm. So moving this pursuing purpose, the whole idea of it to yeah. an African context, because normally in an African mm. home, they are kind of setting standards, you know? Mm-hmm. I want my child to be a doctor, <laughs> a lawyer, those kinds of things. So with such a passion, like, within you how would you advise a Christian to navigate that like you have something you want to pursue but it's not necessarily fitting into your like African home context that's a great question so this one is a bit it's a bit tense it's a bit dicey right because as I'm getting older and you know the thought of maybe having kids one day Mm -hmm. I'm going what would I say to my son if my son came up to me and said daddy I want to be a footballer yeah. Like, what's, <laughs> how many goals did you score last week in your school game? Yeah. You didn't even score. And you want to, so for me, it's like, I would say it's balanced. You need to know that, first of all, God has called you to this. However, I believe in honoring parents. Mm-hmm. So, in my case, what happened was I ended up going to university to study finance even though I didn't want to study finance, but I did it because I wanted to open myself up to different ways of being used. That's how I see it. So, okay, let me try to paint the picture. I think as an individual, God is going to use us in ways that we don't even expect. So for me, going to study finance was me saying to God, God, I don't know how you're going to use this, but I want to be ready to be used in case you call me to accounting, in case you call me to finance or business management. So it's not seeing it as this is what I want to do, but seeing it as God, how can you use me in different ways? That might help you say, okay, I've got this law degree, but I want to be a poet. I want to do spoken word, but I've got this law degree. You going into law might actually help you be a better speaker just by the degree and have better understanding, have more knowledge, be able to have access to different vocabulary that would help your your spoken word and your poetry flourish more. So for me, In my experience, I really did not want to do finance, but I came out of university very efficient as a musician because I knew how much I was spending, how much I was saving, how to do a balance sheet, profit and loss account. I knew exactly how much I needed to spend to make maximum profit from the books. Do you see what I mean? So as an artist, I'm not just here making music and singing. Ah, say that. It's like, no, behind the scenes, I know exactly how much I'm spending and what I'm bringing in. So I can understand how to double that or triple that from a financial point of view. I would not know how to do that if I didn't study finance. So in some ways, God used something that I didn't even know would help me to make me a better artist. And he, everything is intentional. So to people listening, it's like, yes, the law might be, it might not even be law, It might be engineering. It might be computing. Whatever it is, understand that God can use whatever avenue to bring glory to himself and make you more efficient in the thing that he has called you to do. With saying that though, if you really feel like studying, say music, you want to be an artist and you feel studying music will help you, go ahead and do it. But I always feel in the age that we're in, this is more maybe practical advice as opposed to spiritual. The age that we're going into the people who are the most successful are the people who know how to do more than one thing. It's just a fact. The people who make the most money to afford the things you want to do. If you want to be a millionaire, say, I want to be a millionaire and give to God's kingdom. You need to be multifaceted. You can't just be in one lane. You need to know how to do A, B, C, D. 
and make multiple streams of income. So if going into uni, if you're already established musician, going to uni to do an MBA will make you more multifaceted. Doing some Prince 2 business analysis projects will make you more multifaceted. Do it. Because the world we're heading into is the people, they said the fittest, only the fittest survive. The fittest in this generation are the people who can do more than one thing. So please be wise, be spiritual, and um, let God guide you. Okay. Thank you for that. Worries. Have you ever found yourself losing focus on God in the act to pursue your purpose? Because sometimes maybe you are pursuing music, mm. you are being successful, like things are going well, but then it's like now you have a lot of responsibilities. I have to be at this place at this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have their expectations of you as Absolutely. well because now you're a public personality. Mm-hmm. Does all that ever make you lose sight of, you know, the person that you started doing it for? Absolutely. I think you can get so busy working for God that you forget to actually have a relationship with him. It's so easy. It's so possible. And there has been times where I have got sidetracked or maybe you're too busy doing Christian things. Even not even in my position, people who work at church, you know, volunteers, mm-hmm. yeah. you can be so busy. I'm in this department, I'm in media, I'm in, I'm in sound, I'm in children's department. You can be so busy doing things that are good that you forget God, which is a very interesting thing. So I believe I always have to take time to prioritize myself and my faith because at the end of the day, I am called out music, but I'm still God's son mm-hmm. and I'm still a son who loves his father and his father delights in him. So God delights in me, not because I'm called out music or not because I make music that bring people to him. He delights in me just simply because I'm his child. So I I always try never to forget that and to remember that I need communion with my father first because even from that place is when I can make music because Mm -hmm. if I don't know my dad, how can I tell people about him? You know, that's how I kind of see you know, try not to get sidetracked because it's very easy to, especially like when you're busy and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. What song would you say you wrote in your most vulnerable states mm-hmm. and how do you feel that connected you to your music? My most vulnerable song. I don't know if you'd know, it's a song called Worst Days. Um, it's, it goes how high, how wide, how deep is your love? That's my, by far, my most vulnerable. I wrote that song after a bad day. I literally had one of the most rubbish days in recent memory. And I got back to my room and I just remember thinking, it's crazy that even after today, God's love for me doesn't change. And so I just wrote the song. And then the, the line that helped me is, I'll never lose my position. I'll always be your child. So it's like, once you're in Christ, you're just know this, you're secure, you're loved, regardless um, then you have to operate out of that love. That that but you're not operating out of shame, out of guilt, out of anything, because you're not condemned. You're loved, you're chosen, you're forgiven, right? You're 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 in his hands. You know, yeah. the Bible says nothing can separate us mm-hmm. from God's love, you know. So I wrote that song with a refreshed understanding that even on my worst days, God's love is the same and it remains the same. So for me, it was such a breath of fresh air to write that song, but it was a very vulnerable um vulnerable song to write um, because even in the vulnerability, God's love is still there. So t- just a quick advice to people who are maybe creatives and trying to write stuff, be vulnerable and be open, but also remind people of like the, the bandage or the healing balm 
which is Christ. So in like with my prayer, it's like I said all those vulnerable things, but then I said, your grace is all I need. So you don't just leave people in despair. You know, sometimes in the Psalm where, you know, and David would say, oh, this has happened, this has happened. Still, I will trust in you. Yet I will trust in you. Yes, I'll put my hope in you. It's always like giving people that reminder to say, it, things are very silly right now, but I have a, an anchor for my soul. So just an advice to creatives to maybe not just leave people in despair, but remind them of the hope because that's our life in Christ, you know? Okay. This is a special request from Akwisi. Hey, <laughs> hey, we have special requests. <laughs> he wanted you to sing, like not the whole song, but like a part of the song. Ah, that boss. maybe. I have to come on Saturday. <laughs> hey, Nana, you <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Right now, my, my voice only works between the hours of 6.30 and, <laughs> and 9.30. And you, you wouldn't even guess the concert is between 6.30 and 9.30. So, all right. Charlie. You should, what you should do? You should, you should put a, you should put a, is it voice audio? What do you call it? Excerpts in this part. Yeah, of the song. Background music. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're still. Ah, you guys still going? So I'll do a spoken word piece. All right. So after every line, just do this for me. Yeah. Okay. Wait, three times. No, no, okay, no. Just as, as oh, okay. Because it's deep, it's deep, it's deep. Mm. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, 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 so. Are you ready? Yeah. So. God of everything. You reach down to me. No, no, no. What's it? What's it? What's it? I'm, I'm trying to get in the mindset now. You reach down to me, made a home in my heart. That's that's the small part. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> We love it. We love thank it. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So what would you say is your creative process yeah. in making a song? Like what inspires you? Yeah. So like we were just rolling off. Sometimes uh, experience, you just have a bad day. It inspires me to create. Sometimes testimonies. I always say, you know, testimony time at church. Yeah. Omar, I love it because you're just like some situations that God brings people out from is crazy. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, God brought you out of that. It inspires me, gasses me up. I'm like, wow, I need to write about not even their testimony, but the fact that God still does miracles. He still does yeah. wonders, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the God we serve is active. He's not, he's not, he's not docile. He's not dead. Mm. He's doing stuff today. Like he was doing 2000 years ago. He's raising people. He's healing people. He's opening eyes. That's exciting. That, do, do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Like, I get that, you. That's enough for me to even just write. So when we, like I was telling you, the understanding that you have, if it's progressive, you always be inspired because you'll be finding new things every day. You'll be like, oh, wow, this God, you're really active and alive. And you, in your mercy, you find it, you find it loving to reveal yourself to me, even though you know that I can never fully understand your greatness. That alone also makes me go, wow, like I will write about the part that I know yeah. <laughs> when we get to heaven, we'll continue singing and dancing and praising. So I guess me writing music and being creative is with the view of God that I have, what can you create from that? So yeah, that's, that's what I say. That's beautiful. Mm. Even hearing you talk about, um, seeing God in other people's lives, yeah, 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 yeah. it reminded me of something my brother told me recently. Like he was just telling me how you can see 
like even if you you want to forget God for yourself, like mm. like you have something is happening in your life and you're like God doesn't exist or like mm. God is not mm-hmm. showing up for me. You hear other people's stories and you're like I can't tell myself that. Like Facts. you just hear Facts. someone. He's like he can't believe I can like take a open YouTube hear Benny here hear Joshua, I was just someone saying something like I was a young boy. He's like hey, God, mm. you're doing it for everybody. Mm. Like you're really alive. So like he just shows himself. It's nuts when you think about it. Yeah, actually, it's, daily. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a nice experience to know mm. you are loved through mm. others. Who else, like who has inspired you? Maybe an artist that you've listened to, someone you've learned from, mm. someone that has just spoken to your journey. So there's two people that I always talk about. So Kurt Franklin showed me that it was possible to make Christian music in your own way. But Mali Music showed me how to do it. So Kirk just said, oh yeah, Kirk's doing it big. He's been himself. And I looked at that, I was like, okay, there's no one else like him. That means he's been creative to his extreme point because God has given each of us a unique voice. There's something unique about you. Even if two people sing the same thing, it will sound different. So that tells me that there's something that each of us have to give to glorify God and your voice is recognized in heaven. That's a beautiful thing. So use it. So don't try to sound like somebody else. If, if God is waiting for your worship, you know? So for me being creative, Kirk showed me that, yes, you should be yourself. Marley Music showed me the ways that you can express yourself. Um, some of his early work from All the Glory Belongs to You, all that stuff. Um, just all I have to give, Marley Music, like early Marley, yeah, showed me that I can actually do this. Um, and then right now I'm inspired by everyone. Anyone that I have ever played their song has inspired me. And that's not just me saying that. It's me being real because there are too many if I started listening, um, especially everybody on my playlist. You know, I have what, like one playlist that if I want to listen to music, if I'll just play that one. I don't know if you're the same. Maybe you have, because you look very spiritual. So you, you maybe you have, um, you have your spiritual, spiritual deep, you know, deep worship. That one. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The worship. You know them ones? Deep realms. Yeah. You have that playlist. You have your vibe, you playlist. You have this. I have just one. So all of them are one. The deep worship, the vibes, it's all in one playlist. So every artist there spies me on a daily. And I'm still discovering. Like I'm I'm in Accra for a few days. I am sure I will meet artists that are gonna inspire me crazy. You know, I've already met one Nana. Big why is he why is he shy? See this guy. <laughs> See this guy. Eh? <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been hanging with him for for the last 18 or so hours. Inspirational. Not just because of his music, but his person and his life. So that means that makes it even better for me. Cause if you're a better person, then I know it's from a good place. That's for me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Just simply how you deal with hate. Because being a public personality, yeah. you definitely get some criticism. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that? I used to get a lot of hate back in the day on so on Twitter especially. Twitter, Twitter is just a hateful place, man. We just need to address that. I think everybody <laughs> on Twitter is just they're just carrying some sort of like hatred yeah, that they want to just that's the only place they can let it out. I know, you know. So. It's just hate upon hate upon I, I used to have a lot of hate for the kind of music I created. And then I started getting a lot of hate because someone said, Samuel, you're not spiritual enough. Um, and then it became this thing. It's like, oh, your music is not that spiritual. I'm like, look, it's spiritual to me because it's by the spirit. Mm. I don't understand. Maybe there's a different definition. If you're doing something by the help of the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and you know it's not of you, then it's spiritual. 
what that looks like. I think human beings, we've started creating um, frameworks from which to judge people's spirituality on. And it's so dangerous, man. It's spiritual if it's biblical. That's the end of the story. Whether it's a vibey song that has 150 BPM and everybody's jumping and you see a lot of young people doing that. What are they? Is it Bible? If it's Bible, it's spiritual. And believe if it's Bible, God is using it to do a transformative work in people's lives. What people often say to artists like myself or maybe young, maybe we, we dress a bit colorful or maybe we, ah, some people say, ah, Sam, you should be cutting your hair low, low, be humble, Where be humble. Where did all these standards Where come did he from, come like? from? Do you feel me? <laughs> yeah. so, and God never places these standards on us. It's yeah. a human man-made thing. So what people don't realize is God is doing such a great work for every generation, God sends people. So if you are confused on how God is reaching a generation, it's okay, be confused. But God is definitely using people to reach people in the way that they would receive it. And I believe that God is big and sovereign enough to know that if somebody is, somebody has been listening to rap music since the 1990s, the most likely way he would encounter Christ through music is through rap music. It's just a fact. That's why Christian rap exists so that God is intentional enough to reach people where they are. Some people have told me, Samuel, because of your music, I stopped listening to Afrobeats totally because there was something for me to connect me with my savior. I'm one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Like there was something for me to con- yeah. connect me with my savior through a sound that I love and I'm familiar with. So when people say, oh, Samuel, your music is this, I'm just like, if God is using it, I'm content. And I don't need anyone else to approve it. I think we need to free ourselves from the approval of man because at the end of the day, I'll stand before Jesus. And if Jesus asked me, Simon, did you ask it to you? I say, yes, I did. And if he's pleased with my offering, then that's all that matters. So I deal with hate by ignoring it, by blocking it out. And sometimes I don't even reply to comments. Like if you say called out this, da, 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 I'll even like it. I'll be like, yeah, nice. Have a good day. Thank you very much. But responding to hate with hate, is, you know, you bring yourself to that level. And um, yes, people are going to hate. You feel I, me? I find this so amazing. Like, like in your, like at your end, you were going through like all these kinds of stuff, like people. And this was probably back when you started. When like, I started. And there were people like, like when I say I'm, I mean like in high school, mm-hmm. you were basically all I used to listen to. Wow. Because right? I told you I was transitioning. Mm-hmm, so it's like, mm-hmm. when you are transitioning for the first time, you're looking, you're, you're kind of still looking for something like yes. what you were listening Facts. to. But Facts. you want it in like the Christian Facts. Facts. world, right? So if no one is doing it, mm-hmm. most likely you go back because Absolutely. it's not out there. Absolutely. But you not deciding to quit because of the hate mm-hmm. was helping someone you didn't even mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. that like, it took, when I say it literally took me through SHS, like it did. Like I was a friend that recommended you to me, Sandra. Mm. She mm. was like, oh, have you heard of Coda Music? I listened to them. You can try them out. Mm-hmm. And since then I started listening, right? And I'm like, I can't imagine you deciding that I'll just not make music. That's like, encouraging. Like I'll wow. just, I'll just, you know, all the hits, it's okay. Let me just yeah, go and like yeah, sing yeah, to God yeah. in my room. Yeah, I know. Wow. Where would I be? Like, what mm-hmm. would that happen to me? And mm-hmm. it's been transition upon transition. Like, like I said, now experiencing the love of God, knowing the yeah. love of God, I wouldn't yeah. have reached yet if I hadn't started from mm-hmm. there. Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, like, it's just amazing that like the enemy can try and take something Facts. so good. Talk about it. Talk about it. That's helping so many people. Yeah. That's very encouraging. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you sharing. <laughs> 
are you vision-driven? By this, I mean, like, is there a vision you set out with that you are kind of striving towards now, even now as you're still making music? There is, yes. Um, I, I am, how do I put it? I have a over overarching, like, vision for what I want to do for God. But then I'm always, like, open to wherever he wants to shift it. You know, the Bible says, commit your plans to the Lord and he will perfect it. He will make a plan straight. So when you hear that, it's like, well, I've committed my ways. How is he going to make it straight? It's like he then in his sovereign plan allows things to happen or doesn't allow things to happen or takes people away or takes that away and says, okay, keep going. You've committed this to me. And if I'm committing my vision to God, I have to be open for God to say, okay, let's add this to this. Let's add this to that. So it's like I have a skeleton plan of where I want to be, but I'm open to God saying, Samuel, okay, you've done music now. I need you to go and teach in a school. I have to be willing to say, okay, God, you know best and drop everything. Um, I always t- say people as a joke, I don't want to be doing music longer than I need to. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. I don't want to be here. If God has clearly said, all right, go and do something else. And I'm still trying to force it. Hey guys, buy my new single. No, 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 no. I don't want to be here longer than is necessary. Like, and I keep saying it and it's almost like sometimes the more I keep saying it, the longer I'm here, which is the joke. But I just, I know that God's plans for us and his ways are not our ways. So I need to submit myself and submitting myself is submitting my vision to God. So I need to take it to God, you know, um, you know, Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, make it clear. So I do that. Um, last year I wrote a list of things I wanted to do. And it's always beautiful when you commit something to God, he then does exceedingly abundantly more than you ask or even imagine. So last year I had a list of things I wanted to do and I was sitting there in January and I was thinking, wow, God, you, you smashed every single thing I wanted to do and exceeded my thoughts. You know, it's like thinking your best, if you close your eyes and imagine your best view of your life, God's plan for you is better than that. So he, when you commit your ways to the Lord, you never lose out. It doesn't always mean that you look easy you you might have some roadblocks you might have some l's along the way l's but it's, they're only l's to us they're not l's to god because it's all if he allows it then he has a plan for it um which is a hard truth to stomach because some l's are really ailing yeah they oh man they're really hard to take especially when it has to do with loss so it's it's very real but the vision is god's vision expressed through me so I have to commit it to him. Okay. Thank you. And um, you mentioned during an interview with Limo Blaze that mm. your competitors, mm. <laughs> your competitors, you don't see your competitors to be fellow gospel musicians or fellow Christian artists. Mm. You see your competitors to be the whiz kids and mm. the devidos. Mm. And just wanted you to talk more on that and how you feel viewing it that way. Yeah. It's in line with your vision and the music you make. Good. That's a good question. So I just want to clarify that the, when I said competitors, I didn't mean uh, I'm actively, ah, what's Whiskey doing? Okay, I'll go and do Auto Arena. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. I just mean um, we're, we're, we're co-laborers in Christ. So if we're doing something together, I'm not trying to outdo a fellow Christian artist because we're winning souls. Mm. That's the aim of it. I can't say Victoria Renze, for example, she's not my competition. She's doing God's work in her own unique way. I have to support it, you know? So I, sometimes I, I hate this whole competition in Christian music because it makes no sense. Because if we're all honest with ourselves, we're doing the same job 
in different ways. We have the same goal. And we have the same goal to, to bring people, to snatch people from the kingdom of darkness and bring them into the light. That's our duty. So there can't be competition. So when I when I made the example of the videos on Whiskey, I just meant because my sound is in with the culture, so to speak. So I'm kind of saying, I want to make music that is both spiritually relevant and culturally relevant. So that's when I was talking about the competitors in terms of like what's happening out there. It's it, I'm 28 years old, for example. I'm not going to pretend like I don't have a Twitter account or I don't have an Instagram. I know what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening in culture. Sometimes not even by my own willingness. You just know. Mm-hmm. So if you're aware of these things, you can use some of these methods to create Christian content that can bring people in. Say like reels and dance challenges and this and that. These are all like cultural things, but we use them in the kingdom of God and it works. So it's being wise enough to know that what tools can I use? Social media, for example, is a cultural thing. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't done Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know if Jesus has changed his life, but he's not outwardly a Christian, but we as Christian artists use the platform. I don't know how many messages of Joshua Selman I find on IG and they bless my life. Do you see what I mean? We're using cultural tools for the kingdom of God. So that's what I meant by my competition isn't if, if you're a Christian, um, if you're a Christian and you want to establish a social media platform, your competition is not other Christian social media platforms. It's Facebook. You see? Mm-hmm. So you need to be wise enough, savvy enough, tech savvy enough to use what um um all these tools to bring people to God some way, somehow. So that's what I was trying to explain um in that in that vein. Hope that's clearer. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, where do you see gospel music in the next 10 to 20 years? Hopefully still reflecting um, the truth of the word of God. Um, I think gospel music can be whatever it needs to be for whatever God wants to use it for. As long as it's real, as long as it's true, as long as it's honest, the Bible says whatever is pure, whatever is trustworthy, praiseworthy, um, um, honest, we should think of those things. I want to see that in gospel music. I I'm tired of seeing gospel music that don't mean nothing. Mm. You know, you hear a gospel song and you're just like, okay, what did I just sing? I don't, I don't know what I just sang. You know, I want Christian songs to always reflect Jesus, always talk about God, always reflect him in whatever way you want to do it. Let it be pure. Let it be real. Let it be true to the Bible. You know, that's what I want to see in 20 years time. And I pray in 20 years time, it's even more than it is now. Um, hopefully, um, we always talk about there's a, there's a crazy thing about Christian music being on mainstream platforms as well. Like we want to see Christian music on the awards and this and that. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, however, I think it, it's gospel music is it's an internal thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it needs to go where it needs to go, not where the masses are. So I I'm not just like oh I want to see gospel music with more people more. No 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 I want it to be real and true and hit people where it needs to hit them. So if gospel music being real, and if in God's ultimate plan, it's his will that gospel music wins the best song at the Grammy category, fine, let's run it. But if not, let's keep creating our music and bringing people in. You know, remember that things of Christ won't always be popular. And I think we all need to get that and realize that. So if it's Jesus, if it has Jesus on it, there's a likelihood that people won't like it because, you know, they don't like anything that's God, you know. Um, yeah, the gospel some, for some people is revolting. So they don't even want to hear it. They don't want to play. They don't want to part in it. So I pray that gospel music is um, bigger 
but not in the sense of masses, in the sense of its its pu- purity, in the sense of its um, in the sense that the artists who are doing it in twenty years time are still doing it under the umbrella that this is for Jesus and for Christ. And so I have to live my life in a way that reflects Christ. And then, yeah, he does the rest. So I don't know if that answers your question somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Just from um, listening to you, like throughout the interview, Mm. I just wanted to know if you agree with the concept of like the audience of one. Mm. So Mm. not me, like you hear two Christians speaking and one would be like, you know, you should only look to God, like, from where we've been speaking, like what Christ, how is going to glorify God. And another will be like, but you are called to the people. So what do you mean you should only look to God? So would you be in line with the audience of one mm. or you should open yourself up to the people as well? You mean as an artist? As an artist. So yeah. is your question like, oh, is your, like from the content and the music, should it be like, oh, my music glorifies God. So I don't care what people think. Is that what you mean? Okay, yeah, kind of like if God has told me to do this yeah. and God has inspired... Okay, if Holy Spirit has inspired me to do this, yeah. I don't care how it's going to sit with everyone else. Ooh, I'm going to do it. I hear it. Oh, wow. I would say it's it's a bit of both. Mm. It's definitely a bit of both. I, I think, first of all, if the music is good, people will listen to it. Mm. If it's good, it's good. So if God has inspired you for the artist. I, I'm talking to the artist now. If God has inspired you to do something, that's great. But make sure you work on the song to make sure it's actually a great song. Like it's, it's as best as you can cos- can possibly make it. So whether it's in the lyrical content, in the melody, like, you know, speak to Nana. Nana, Nana knows how to write bangers. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So speak to him. Like <laughs> make sure the songs are well-written, well-produced, well-mixed, well-mastered because people, human beings, yes, we're Christians. We also like good content. So it's, yes, as an audience of one, we want to please God, but we also want to give people something that's worthy of, you know, our our relationship with God. Say God is an excellent God. So don't bring him something that's not excellent because if you bring in something that's excellent and God now blesses it, people would respond. That's what I believe if you disagree, feel free to follow me on Twitter <laughs> so we can start the hate versus hate. Let's go. Um, I'm kidding, but yeah. Okay. Those were my questions though. So thank if you. you have any last words you'd want to. Thank you for the amazing questioning. You definitely picked my brain on this hot <laughs> Ghana afternoon. But um, to everyone listening, man, listen, love Jesus, love people. We have a, a, a great purpose on this earth and don't get it twisted. God has a plan for your life. And um, even though that plan doesn't always look like W's all the time, he still has a plan to draw you, first of all, closer to himself. And through you, he will bless other people. So keep loving Jesus. Keep him at the center of everything. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, 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 oh,